Welcome, everybody, to another outstanding episode of Geek Vibes Live Interview. Today we have a very special guest. Today we have the man behind Luke Cage, Marvel's uh, Netflix series, uh, none other than Cheo Hadori Coker. Uh, Cheo is a distinguished uh, television and film writer. Uh, he's also done some work for um, NCIS. He's done some work on Southland, Ray Donovan. Uh, he's also uh, the co-writer on the upcoming uh, Creed film, Creed 2. Uh, if you saw that trailer, uh, wow, that trailer was amazing. Um, another great uh, performance, it seems, by Michael B. Jordan. Uh, that guy's really at the height of his uh, his career right now. I mean, a brilliant job with uh, Killmonger and Black Panther. Uh, Creed 2 looks really, really good. Um, but Chael also uh, was a screenwriter for the uh, Notorious B.I.G. project. If you've been living under a rock, um, then you're probably the only person that doesn't know that today is the day that Luke Cage Season 2 debuted. Uh, Luke Cage uh, is right now certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I think everybody uh, that knows about Season 2 has probably already binged watched it. I know most of the people that follow us on Twitter are already talking about it, uh, really enjoy it. Uh, we we actually saw it uh, actually a month before it came out. Uh, we had to sit on that, but we loved it, uh, absolutely loved it. It was a, a great performance by everybody. Uh, I, I think everybody's really grown into their role. I do feel that uh, this season uh, did seem to uh, focus a little bit more on the villains. That's just my opinion. I actually um, really enjoyed um, uh, Bushmaster in this uh, in this season. Uh, I know a lot of people uh, kind of miss uh, Cottonmouth, uh, but um, you know, each season of the of the shows are going to introduce uh, new villains. Uh, to keep us on our toes. Uh, I think everybody did a, a real good job. Mike Holter really uh, owns the character of Luke Cage. Uh, I also feel that uh, uh, Simone Missick as Misty Knight is is great. Um, I wouldn't even mind seeing a spinoff with her um, if that's something that they plan down the road. Uh, we plan on asking uh, Chao some, some season two questions. Uh, you know, maybe even try to find out a little bit about his upcoming Sony project, Nightwatch. Uh, we just, you know, really want to find out if there's anything else that he he might be working on. Uh, I know a lot of a lot of fans really want to see a Moon Knight uh, show come to Netflix or even a movie. I think it would be better as a, a Netflix series. Uh, maybe that's something that he would be interested in doing, um, or even maybe doing a Blade. Uh, series. I think uh, Chao would do great with a um, Blade series. Uh, there are just so many options for Marvel Netflix. Uh, their their shows are really uh, second to none. I mean, I, everybody loves Daredevil. Punisher is a huge hit. Uh, Jessica Jones Season 2 just came out um, a couple months ago as well. Um, Iron Fist... Um, is working on its second season. The first season uh, really had a lot of mixed reactions, uh, so I fully expect them to uh, bounce back with season two. And uh, like I said, you know we got Luke Cage, we had Defenders. I'm not sure if we're going to get another Defender series, uh, but I'm pretty sure that uh, Marvel Netflix has definitely, um, you know, got some shows lined up. 
um, you know, down the road. Uh, I know that uh, Gabriel Luna has played Ghost Rider on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Not really sure how much longer that show is going to last. Um, I think Ghost Rider would be a great uh, Netflix series uh, as well. Uh, so that would be, um, you know, really cool to see them take on Blade, Ghost Rider, and uh, Moon Knight. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that would just be a huge trifecta of new shows for Marvel Netflix. I think you could go in so many directions with those characters. Um, Daredevil Season 3 is about to kick off. Uh, they um, just finished filming Punisher Season 2. Uh, we know the villain, and that's going to be uh, Jigsaw. Uh, we also know that the villain for um, Daredevil, uh, so far as teased, is Bullseye. Uh, that's somebody that I think a lot of people um, have really been anticipating. Uh, but also we're going to see, uh, you know, Kingpin, uh, the whole, you know, him running for office. Um, just, you know, right now I think there's just – I think there's three leaders um, in the Marvel Netflix series pack. Um, I think it's Luke Cage. I mean, Daredevil's still the king, still at the top right now. Uh, but then I think you have Luke Cage and Punisher duking it out. Um, for that second spot, uh, but this season is is terrific of Luke Cage season two, and uh, really excited to have uh, Cheo um, Hadari Coker on with us today um, to talk about um, you know what really inspired him to you know for this season, why he decided to go with the the villains that he did and the characters, and uh, just go from there. So we're just uh, Waiting on him. He's very busy. Uh, like I said, today's the debut of the show, so there's just a lot of people really wanting to talk to him uh, in the cast. Um, we're really grateful that he's able to uh, fit us in his busy schedule today. And as soon as we have him, we will definitely uh, we will definitely uh, connect with him and uh, get that interview started. So we should be expecting him here um, within the next few minutes. Chao, is that you? Hello. Hey, Chael, this is uh, Kanan with the Geek Vibes Nation. How are you doing today? Pretty good, man. What's going on? Oh, not much. Just uh, celebrating the success of uh, Luke Cage Season 2. Congratulations, man. Uh, reviews are uh, through the roof, and uh, everybody that we've talked to today has really loved it. No, I'm, I'm just – see, you know, the thing is the reviews are up and down. Um, they've also been up. There have been a few downs, you know, but, like, I, this is the, the thing for me. It's just really just like seeing what fans think of the show. Like this is to be like, you know, I, I honestly haven't really slept. Um, we had our party. We did the premiere last night. We had the party. I got back to the hotel. I'm in New York right now, uh, New York area at least. I got back to the hotel around 2 a.m. or 145. I sat down on, on the couch. I blinked, and then it was 4 o'clock in the morning, and I haven't slept since. And it's just been like refreshing Twitter, just watching reactions. Because, uh, you know, when the fans get it, that to me, like the, you know, these next 20, 12, 24, 36 hours, this is when the show lives and dies. Um, and I'm just really hoping that, that people dig it. And see, and, you know, I think you're right. So far, people really seem to dig it. 
Yeah, I mean, everybody that we've talked to, you know, we, we actually got to see it um, about a month early. And, uh, I mean, we've, we've loved it. I mean, we, we love Marvel Netflix uh, series um, through and through. And, uh, you know, the guys on the team really loved the first season. Uh, and everybody that we've talked to has really loved the second season as well. Um, so, I mean, I think it's a win. I, I mean, I know as a showrunner, you, you look at it from all aspects. Um, you know, you look at the fans, you look at the critics. Uh, but as a from a fan perspective, I, I think you've got a huge hit. I mean, Luke Cage is is – like I said, it's it's up there for uh, Marvel Netflix shows. So I'm saying congratulations. I mean, I, I know, like I said, I know you probably take it a little bit different because you're looking at it from all sides, but I think it's a huge win for y'all. Thank you so much, man. I, I truly appreciate that. Oh, you're really welcome. Really uh, so we just want to, we, we kind of want to, uh, I know we don't have you very long today, but uh, for the time that we do have you, we kind of want to pick your brain a little bit um, about um, Luke Cage Season 2, uh, maybe co- ask you a couple other questions about some stuff you have coming up if you can answer it. Um, but just starting off, you know, like we talked about, Luke Cage Season 1 was a huge success. Um, what was the direction that you wanted to go for season two? Did you, did you know at the end of season one or did it just kind of play out um, through film in season one? Well, I mean, the thing was, was that um, Angelica Jade Bastian, um, a reviewer for uh, Vulture, um, to me had incredibly um, passionate, in some cases very harsh, recaps of the episodes. Um, the thing was, was that even when she was hard on, on the show, like I found her writing to be exquisite. And even when it was painful, it was, it was exquisite torture from an emotional standpoint. But it, it, like, it was the fact that she really, even when she was quote unquote, unquote reading the show, like it was done from the standpoint of making us, of, of really kind of throwing the gauntlet on the ground, saying, of just chatting, what is this? And I really enjoyed it because it, it because it was so specific. It wasn't like you know one of these broad criticisms of saying, "Hey, things should be could be faster paced." If you're not telling me which song is fast is, is too fast or too slow, as a DJ, I, I'm not going to be able to change the mix. She was very specific, so it helped us change the mix. And the thing that helped us change the mix was when she said, "It's too bad the." You know, powers that be and Luke Cage didn't try to consider him, you know, as a man instead of just as, as, as a hero. So that's one that was really top of the agenda was A, to make sure that no matter all the different family dramas we got into for season two or that we wanted to get into, was that we wouldn't lose sight of Luke and then, that, and then at the same time with Luke that he would have a, a, like an emotional journey, that he, would, that he would evolve, that he would make mistakes, that things would happen to him. There would be sacrifices and consequences and ultimately where he would end up you know would be a very different place than where he began okay i I can understand i mean a lot of um you know a lot of studios um you know do you know really listen uh so i mean as a as a fan and you know and as a uh you know as i guess as a showrunner as well um i guess you you know take that into consideration i mean do is that something though that uh, you did when it came to picking the storyline uh, for this season? Because it seems like you really dug deep into the Luke Cage um, lore. Um, you know, was there a specific storyline that you wanted to reference, or, or what was your inspiration uh, for the story this season? Well, I mean, it was, you know, for me, 
I, 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 I make a lot of decisions based on music. Um, you know, I knew that um, I initially got the idea from a party that um, a surprise birthday party that Mike Coulter's wife threw for him where, um, you know, it was one of those informal parties that kind of pops up and, you know, um, I think Mike, either in Pandora or Spotify, just, you know, put in Shabba Ranks, the regular artist, and then it basically did one of those self-generating reggae song playlists. And in doing that, it just gave me the idea, like, man, I, like, it made me think about dancehall reggae and how, and how popular it was and how great it was in the 90s. Like, it made me think, okay, like, um, how can we really use this as a window to um, – Explore the history of hip hop. If season one was about the Wu Tang vacation and Marvel Universe, season two could really be about the roots of hip hop for both the reggae tradition and the blues tradition. Because I say the reggae tradition because Cool Herc, one of the first uh, DJs, um, immigrated to this to the Bronx from Jamaica and brought with him the whole notion of a sound system and turntables being more powerful than a than a band. Um, through the dossier of Marvel villains, and then found Bushmaster, who was interesting, A, because um, he could fight Luke on his own terms because he, he also was a survivor of the bursting process. And B, you know, it mentioned the fact that he was, you know, um, even though he, he, he controlled a, a European syndicate, that he's, he was originally from a Caribbean island. And that little note of him being from a Caribbean island, you know, gave us a window to say, ah, oh, he's faking you know, and um, that's the combination of being able to, of of the music being, you know, an interesting place to explore, and then the characters because of the nature of his powers also being interesting to explore, and then trying to find different ways, you know, other than science, conventional science, to explain his powers, which made him even more, you know, mysterious, and also gave something for our deadly nightshade, aka Tilda, to do. Yeah, speaking of uh, Bushmaster, um, you know, this year Marvel has given us um, a lot of villains that are, um, you know, three-dimensional. You know, they're, they're villains that we can, uh, that some people can, uh, you know, comprehend, that they can, you know, kind of be sympathetic towards. Um, you know, in Black Panther, we had Killmonger, um, of course, Th- uh, Thanos and Infinity War. Do you think Bushmaster fits into that grouping uh, as someone that... Um, you know, that he's an understandable villain, that people are sympathetic towards his reasoning? I think both Bushmaster and Mariah Dillard are sympathetic. It's just that, it's just that Mariah crosses lines that even Bushmaster wouldn't cross. And why Mariah is so jacked up and how the, her molestation at the hands um, of her uncle and, you know, and having this baby, it, it, how it just completely wrecks her psyche and that moment when she explains that in episode nine is uh, Alfie Woodard just whoo she she and Gabrielle Dennis in that scene man it's just an emotion it's beautiful but emotional so we understand Mariah but then when she goes to the extremes that she does when, when all those people get killed when she kills all those people in that restaurant then we're like yo she got to go you know whereas Bushmaster we're surprised, like you said, at how sympathetic it is because when he tells the story of his of his family, and then when you see it when the place when his when the place was firebombed, you're like, man, like I really understand this guy. Right, um, is there? 
um, staying on the topic of the villains, do you think that there's any chance in uh, Luke Cage uh, Season 3 that we might uh, see the Serpent Society? Um, well, it depends on how you could personify it. Because there's two different types of Serpent Society. Like, usually what I've seen Serpent Society in comics, I mean, you know, the characters have the actual tales, and, and, and it's this kind of personification of a serpent rather than it being like, you know, the characters that have these snake things coming together as a criminal cadre, you know. So what I would say is, is you know, um, you never know, but, but I, I wouldn't hold my breath. Okay. All right. So um, with Luke Cage season one, season two is here. I mean, I'm sure y'all are going to jump into Luke Cage um, season three um, as soon as possible. Uh, is there anybody else from the Marvel comics that you would like to uh, your, yourself bring to uh, Netflix? Like maybe uh, Moon Knight or Blade? Uh, I know those are two really popular characters that a lot of people would like to see um, adapted to uh, Netflix. I, I know some people like to see it on the film, but I, I think those would be um, really good Netflix shows. But is there any any other characters um, or stories that you would like to bring to Netflix? Uh, I'm, I'm excited with Luke Cage, honestly. I mean, um, you know, I have my hands full as it is with, with one character. Um I remain a fanboy. I mean, and of course, I mean, you know, other interesting things out there, but, um, you know, it, it would be irresponsible. And frankly, um, you know, I'm going to think about anything else. Okay. Now, that's understandable. I mean, I, I just, I know that, uh, um, you know, people really enjoy your show and that's we always you know we always get that people always talk about uh moon knight or uh even ghost rider um coming to to netflix so i just thought i would uh you know bring that up and ask you um this season we got a little taste of um heroes for hire is that something that you uh you know might want to help with if that's something that um progresses in the future well i mean I, I like Luke Cage, and I like I like Sam Ginny Rand, and I love how they work together in episode 10. Um, and honestly, besides that, um, other than how Iron Fist worked on our show, um, I haven't really given my secret thought to anything else. All right. Um, we have time we, for we just one more question. Uh, time for one more question? Okay, sure. Uh, yeah. Last question. Uh, is there anything um, that you can tell us about um, the Sony project, Nightwatch? Uh, is there any, any updates to that that you can um, talk to us about? Uh, no, there, there, there isn't at this time. Okay. All right, well, Cheo, uh, appreciate you coming on. Uh, I know you're really busy, but uh, like I said, we love Luke Cage. It's been an honor having you on today, and uh, um, hope to have you back on uh, when Luke Cage Season 3 comes out. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, sir. You have a great day. Thank you. you too. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. That was uh, the uh, showrunner for Luke Cage, uh, Cheo Hadari Coker. Um, some, you know, great insight there on his motivation behind picking Bushmaster as the villain. Uh, the theme for season two, 
you know, you heard him talk about how it was, uh, you know, he's really big into music. In fact, he was a music journalist um, before he got into writing uh, TV, television and film. Uh, so that was a huge influence into, you know, why he chose the theme for uh, season two and uh, Bushmaster. Uh, you know, of course, I also asked him the question about uh, Moon Knight and uh, Ghost Rider and Blade. Uh, right now, he's just really focused on Luke Cage. I was hoping maybe we could get something out of him about Nightwatch. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he couldn't talk much about that. But that's still something that we can uh, talk to him a little bit later. But uh, all in all, a great interview. Uh, you can tell he's a huge fanboy. Uh, he's got that journalistic side in him. Uh, so you can tell that uh, he really does um, take to heart what other journalists say. Um, you heard him talk about how uh, the journalist um, you know, made the comment uh, about Luke Cage season one, how he really took that to heart and implemented that in season two. Um, but all in all, great interview. We really appreciate everybody listening, and uh, we'll be back with some more interviews throughout the summer and uh, definitely the fall as uh, the shows start to hit back up. But uh, I'm Kanan with uh, Geek Vibes Nation, and uh, we're four geeks by geeks, and I uh, hope everybody has a wonderful day. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.